I'm Scott Blakeman, getting through this in Manhattan. And I'm Tom Saunders in the Pacific Palisades. Scotty, with your kind permission, I'd like to talk about how the fact that we do this podcast every single day, well, it's like we're astronauts living and working together in the International Space Station with one surprising difference. We're more productive. I know, the astronauts are that can only be done in zero gravity or zero air or extreme high and low temperatures. Maybe they're looking deep into space with some telescope, but Scotty, they're not podcasting. They're not trying to advance comedy into the mid 21st century every single day. Well, they're not doing anything every single day, except obviously eating and going to the bathroom. And we, we never eat or take a bathroom break during this podcast. Okay, one time I ate an orange slice. Scotty, you busted me and I've infused that learning experience deep into the amygdala of my brain ever since. But, but Scotty, look at what we've accomplished on our voyage. The, the movies, the television series we've conceptualized, the best-selling books we've spitballed, and we reveal the secret hidden by the publishing world that it's the spitballing that's the most important, hardest, and most necessary part of writing a book. And what about the new inventions we potentially turn into fortunes that we would mostly give to the needy? And let's not ignore our new ideas for a speculative university of armchair science, history, journalism, and law. Well, Tommy, I'm thrilled to know that our daily podcast puts us in the company of astronauts because we take flight on a new journey every day, but without the weightlessness and limited menu that our space heroes must contend with. Although if floating around the cabin was the only thing an astronaut had to do, I would have mailed that application into NASA. And <laughs> today I would consider being the first space pundit would <laughs> do all the network and cable news shows without gravity forcing to sit still and stare at the camera. I wonder if they still serve Tang on space flights. Remember Tang? This, this yes. podcast is the only place that you'll hear that word mentioned, even on the NASA podcast. <laughs> now, the major difference between what we do on getting through this and the work of astronauts is that I have an 89-ounce bottle of Tropicana orange juice with calcium and vitamin D in my refrigerator and not a powdered citrus drink. Now, that difference aside... Our podcast and manned space missions have the same goal, to make the world a better place. And we think of ourselves as work-from-home astronauts, bound by the laws of gravity, yet free to explore the world without large, puffy spacesuits and helmets. And I've never called Tommy and said, Houston, we have a problem. Because, well, he's in Los Angeles, and the only problem I'm aware of in Houston is that many low-level communities are more susceptible to flooding. Scotty, it's so true. Uh, Houston is constantly racked with uh, hurricanes, it seems like, too. But, Scotty, let me remark on something you said. Work from home astronauts. <laughs> that is the most wonderful job title that anyone on planet Earth can aspire to. And, Scotty, we're living the dream every single day. And you're right about something else, Scotty. Often... Often we say our carefully crafted and honed intros are like, are like the booster rocket that launches us into the stratosphere. Then 
we keep each other aloft by the sheer power of our improvised dialogue. Thus, thus do we defy the gravity that pulls normal conversations back to earth, back to the mundane and the predictable, the repetitious, the poorly thought through. No, Scotty, we're far, far from familiar talking points, disappointing punchlines, sentences that go nowhere and trail off from the weight of their own unoriginality. We are safe from the leaden weight of normalcy as we soar ever higher, powered by white-hot ideas and accompanied by our podcast listeners, passengers on our pod ship, soaring with us into the past, the future, and some charming towns and cities overlooked by tourists in Belgium. Well, Tommy, so eloquently said, and I love the fact that uh, you said that we defy the gravity that pulls normal conversations back to Earth. So in a sense, we truly are astronauts in every sense now because we're not constrained by gravity uh, as they are. And we do more than just float around and go, Ooh, look, here's the glass floating, which you know, <laughs> I would do. I like that. That's my favorite no. part of space travel. Well, that's what everybody thinks it's all about. But yeah. you, you brought up the, the point that that's really not what it's, uh, you know, there's more stuff you have to do as an astronaut. Well, you click the, the levers. Yeah, yeah, there's levers yeah. and knobs and stuff. Yeah, and I know it's amazing. They're out there. I don't know. I can't believe that it works. And then and they get to see the Earth from that great vantage point. And then the spacewalk. Now, that remember in the beginning of the first walk, it oh. really is never gets boring or not thrilling. No. I mean, you're tethered by, and or that's it. There's no like, oh, yeah, he got loose. All right, we're going to have to go get him. You know? <laughs> and now oh, it's going to take, now it'll take a good hour if there's no traffic. You know, yeah, but, no. you're. That's it. Well, how do you feel? I mean, you're tethered. That's a that that's you know you're very uh, you, you. It really is an umbilical cord. Isn't yeah. It, to the mothership. I mean, you're really. It's very interesting, Scotty. And I can't believe I'm saying this now, but uh, I, it, 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 uh, the astronauts' spacewalk allows you to re-experience what it's like to be a fetus. Well, it's an amazing observation, yes, because as you say, it is like a... a, a you're floating weightless. Yeah. You're, you're attached to the mothership with an umbilical cord, which you absolutely need to survive. Yeah. It is, you know, you do not want to mess with that cord that goes in. I mean, that would be the one thing I'd worry about if there were other astronauts, you know, that, hey, don't do not do anything. Like, I'd worry that they'd want to, because I'd be the new astronaut, that they play a prank and they <laughs> get rid, you know, they disconnect the... the uh, special cord that tethers you to the to this you know uh uh international space station just as a goof you know like hey don't don't untether the core you know the cord that keeps me from flying into uh, uh outer space forever and they go no we won't and then they do it anyway well do you worry about that no that i don't because i it's a vow it's certainly not they're not beyond pranking and doing this is a mystery. joke and then they come rescue you but first you're scared like oh my god where am i going and then well yeah lap, and then you're one of the astronauts well if they could rescue you i, I, I don't know that that's my fear and so i think that they their their pranks are on a lower level more like uh how about this uh, all set okay oh we forgot to connect the umbilical cord of, you know and then that's the laugh and they see it look looking face. what but of course they didn't so yeah, yeah, yeah when yeah. you're in space you know, I'm not saying they're not pranksters. That's how, you know, look, and they have those they have Air Force pilots. These are, you know, but they're not going to do anything to put you in any real danger. So I wouldn't worry about. Well, here's what here's why I 
am worried, Scotty. And I'll just explain to you a story that a true story that happened to me one time when I was driving up with my wife and a, a friend of mine at the time who um, I say at the time because he was one of those people you make friends with when you first move to a place and then and you haven't really found your real crowd yet. Yeah, it's called a first friend. <laughs> and, you know, you hang out together and it's really, hey, this guy's pretty fun and he really likes me. So let's hang on. Right. We went up to uh, ski, the four of us, my mm. wife and his him and his girlfriend or whatever she was. And um, well, Scotty, this is in Mammoth, right? Now, oh, Mammoth yeah. is rather, you know, it's not next to L.A. It's no, no, it's a five miles. hours or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And uh, it's not next to anywhere. Yeah. But uh it's um, so we're at Mammoth to, and uh, I don't want to talk about the skiing. The skiing is too horrible to even describe on this podcast. Uh, my skiing experience is it's but what happened was at one point we're in the parking lot and um, my friend, quote unquote friend, we'll call him uh, John for now. He gets in the car and drives away, seemingly leaving me in the parking lot and he's driving away with the other two people. Mm. Right. Well, that he, he, what happened next was that he drove around and then he picked me up again. And, and then we went off and we went back to LA and, and we never spoke about that again. Well, was that a, just a, I mean, you were waiting and then uh, somehow the others that were in the car, he just, okay, we're leaving. And that was supposed to be hilarious. That Yeah. It was supposed to be hilarious where, I was out of the car for some reason, and then he drove away, like, bye, I just forgot you. And it really, it was about uh, half a minute later that he came back. But for that moment, I was like, what a douche. And that really I mean, was like, uh, <laughs> hey, you really thought I was going to leave, right? Was yeah, yeah, right. No, exactly. So that's why I worry about the astronauts doing the same thing. Like, what if they drive away? You know, like they make the space station, like they, you're out on your, your uh, spacewalk and it's your first thing and you're a brand new astronaut. You want to fit in with the other astronauts for sure, yeah. you know, and, you know, that maybe they put salt in your, you know, banana cream pie or something like that, whatever that, you know, little, little gags. But then they go for the big one where they disconnect you from the from the uh, space station and then they drive the space sta while you're on your moon, your, your spacewalk. And they drive away. They start to drive away. And you're like, oh, crap, they're driving away. That's what I worry about, Scotty. They're well, and again, you have every reason to have to. And even though it's just a joke and I realize it's just a joke. Yeah. And everybody says, ha ha, you know, you're one. Of... But don't you think that that would be dangerous? Oh, well, that's my point is also. And I can see why you have this fear after that incident with that. Yeah, friend. that's why. But uh, I will say, and again, knowing the astronaut credo, they're they're all for fun and i'm not saying they sit there and they read books all the time in space but no. that's that's a that's a death to find that that's a life or death thing and once you get involved they even say i think they have a motto you know once you deal with the, the mothership the umbilical cord <laughs> no no games playing there yeah you know? well i would I, I would imagine that would be part of your training as an astronaut is learning how not to play dangerous pranks on new astronauts while in space i would yeah. assume that would be you know, a whole course. Well, you know, because the thing is a fine line. You want to have some fun. You want to mix it up, but you want to keep everybody alive. And it and so that's where they draw the line. They do it beautifully. And really, uh, these these are these are true heroes. But again, they're uh, pilots that they're, they're daredevils, but they yeah. draw the line at 
uh, you escaping into space and never being recovered. You know, which I think should comfort you, really. Um, uh, I'll do something which you actually, can. Yeah, uh, sure, but, it didn't comfort me until you said, I think that should comfort you. Right. But, so it's, well, it's like an audience laugh track. So <laughs> well, only, only no, for, I, did, I didn't realize it was comforting until you told me that it was. And uh, miraculously, I feel comforted. Uh, I will say one other thing, Scotty, with your kind permission. I'd like to just sort of uh, say something else about this guy. Uh, we'll call him Fred now. We called him John before. I'm changing his name to Fred, if that's okay. No, sure. Okay. And um, he, that's the beauty of it when you don't, you're not actually calling his real name. You could switch the name mid story. Yeah, switch it. It's not I his name. Didn't like John. I didn't like John. Yeah. I, I, I didn't, you know, I, I think Fred is just, anyway. So we had this house which we were renting in uh, a, a town called South Pasadena. Not actually, it's not actually connected to Pasadena, but that's neither here nor there. It's actually there. It's just not here. Yeah. But the, uh, the house we rented was uh, rather in some ways <laughs> less than perfect shape. Uh, the back deck, it's, it's on a very steep hill. The back deck had long, uh, um, how shall I put it, uh, stilts holding it up. I, I, uh, and uh, um, the stilts were on top of a jack, a car jack. And that was on top of a cement block, hmm. right? So it was like maybe about 100 feet down or something like that, or 50 feet or 20 feet. Was this uh, mid-century? Uh, no, that no was... It, was, it was more like a 1970s house. Yeah, like yeah. Kind of suburban, not, not, not architecturally interesting in any way, but... But certainly it was, a, you know, it was more space than we had had before. And it had this back deck with quite a view, actually. Mm. But, uh, but, but it's, it's, it was supported by these long stilts that went down to a, and, and rested on a car jack, Scotty. What's a car jack? You know, that thing, that, that, the jack that you, you jack up a car when you need to, uh, re, you know, replace the tire? Do, that, do you know uh, yeah, I know that. that. That's what it was. That's, uh, I've never... So that was holding it up. Oh holding up the, the back deck, the, the, the long, okay. So this guy who we'll still call Fred, he was over at a party. We had a bunch of people from CeCe's Law Firm and from my comedy writing thing or whatever, I don't know, all these people. And a lot of them congregated out in the back, on that back deck. And I sort of mentioned, yeah, it's a little bit uh, precarious, you know, this is a wood deck and long, sort of sticks holding it up and, and they're resting on a, one of them is resting on a car jack, which is also on top of a, of a uh, cement block. You know, maybe we shouldn't have too many people out here. And then uh, the, the, the Fred sees this as another co uh, uh, opportunity to be, uh, to do, uh, you know, be mischievous. And he starts jumping. And this is a tall guy. So I'd say it's about six, three. Wow. He starts jumping up and down wow. on the, uh, thing like like you know like people like kids do in elevators and they yeah. get mad at them um yeah he starts jumping up and down and i was and, and and i said i think i said the words and i'll never forget it i think i said don't jump up and down now i think th those were the words i i said i'm pretty sure yeah that that's what yeah, I or said. you didn't say hey hey cut it out uh, no i did i couldn't think of saying hey cut it out yeah. I, later, I said, I wish I had thought that to say that. Um, and I just, you know, I, I uh, you know, I just blurted out what I thought, which was, hey, 
don't jump up, uh, up and down, uh, 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 please, or something like that. It, was, it wasn't as effective. And he didn't stop right away. Oh, and which... did he give you like, oh, boy, what's the big deal? I'm guessing this was the end of the first friendship after that, I would close think. Close to the end of the friendship. The other thing that ended the friendship was he was always late. Like I, I, we would rent tennis or mm. a tennis court and you only get it for an hour in the Beverly Hills tennis club yeah. thing. And um, you just get an hour. Like it's got to come at a certain And it has to start. Yeah, you can't. It doesn't start when you get up. there. It's, yeah. He would be late and he'd be so late every time. But he was always late. He once had a birthday party that he, he and his girlfriend set up with a bunch of people, most of whom we didn't know, in a restaurant in Hollywood somewhere. You know, one of these really... Uh, old school restaurants that have stuff everything is in butter <laughs> and uh he was an hour late for scotty i don't mean to 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 uh to um belabor or belabor his, his no no uh, it's it's a shocking and, of his yeah of his quote-unquote friendship but i'm just saying these are the people who you need to screen out before you send them in, into outer space. These are people who should not be astronauts. I think that's what I'm saying. Well, and, and it also says a lot. I love the expression first friend because that really yeah. is a whole other category where normally you would never have a friend who would have done those things uh, right. because he would have screened them out going, no, I don't like any of those qualities. He's not going <laughs> friend. But in the beginning, you take them in because you have to. Right. Then you find out later. I did that in college, actually. Not that they were bad people but in the beginning you go okay this is who i'm gonna be hanging out with because you don't want to be alone and and you're not you know vetting everybody else right. so in the beginning you think yeah he's gonna be my friends for four years and you wind up ne never seeing them after the first two months it, i had the same experience in, in uh college um in in uh at one point i had a bunch of friends who came from chicago and they were had all been friends in high school so they were and and, and one extra one was my roommate from Northbrook, but they all kind of hung out and would party and there would be total goof offs. And they were, uh, they're, they're Scotty. These were people who's can, can I be honest? Uh, how honest can I be on this podcast? Oh, well, it's completely. Uh, <laughs> these are people who, um, their, their dream was two hits of acid and opening day at Wrigley field. Wow. That was the dream. Except for one of them would say, you know, I don't need acid for for watching the Cubs. I mean, that's just who I am. And they were, uh, you would probably call them goons, yeah. uh, Scotty. But they were, um, they were totally different from me. But they were fascinating. The women loved them. Mm. I, I don't know if I've mentioned these it's, uh, these guys before. Were Dumb they sort of hippieish goons? Uh... Well, in those days, everybody was uh, hippieish. Right. Yeah. Um, this, this was the late, this was 1969, 1970s, a long time ago, Scotty. Yeah. And, uh, well, those were my first friends. Those are the guys I hung out with. Yeah. And, um, and, and those are the guys I, I, uh, we were in a pizza place, the local pizza place. We all ate a pizza and they go, okay, let's, let's everybody bolt. And we all bolted those guys. Not, those were not, my first right, friends at college. Right. And you wouldn't have done it on your own, but you're with the group. And yeah. Oh, never would I do it on my yeah, own. Yeah. Yeah. The closest thing I had, I mean, my freshman year, I was in the first year of this new dorm, the Foster Walker complex on Arlington Avenue in Evanston. And, and we each had our single rooms, which sounds great as an adult, but as a college student, you know, you probably, you, you know, you want the camaraderie. But anyway, I did meet these two guys, but there was a, a part of the complex called the philosophy and religion college where they 
it was an experiment, you know, 1972, where this the people living in this part of the complex would, I don't know what they did, but it was philosophy and religion. And there was all these like, hey, what are you into, man? So I hung out with them. Go, I want philosophy and religion. That's the yeah. best one. Mine isn't, I'm in house four. That's just regular. They're in philosophy and religion. And, and hanging out. And it's, it probably was two weeks. It felt like, you know, a year. And then I'll never forget <laughs> woman. Uh, probably she was a sophomore as they would say, sophomore, she said, come on, guys, come into my room and bring your mugs. And I froze because I didn't have a mug. No one uh, told me I had to have a mug, my own <laughs> mug to store in the room. I never bought them. I never bought anything at that age. As a freshman, I never bought anything, literally, uh, especially no glassware. And I go, oh, OK, uh, well, um, can I come without them? And I don't really know, but I just sat there. Maybe I bought uh, somebody else. And I guess I don't really know where what we were going to drink and where the beer came from. But, uh, but it was beer. Oh, so it was beer. Just bring a mug. And I don't know what I did with it or, or where I, I got it right from. to coffee. I mean, that's just shows how anything. But I went in high college and I was so intimidated, <laughs> I wanted to be one of the crowd and philosophy. College. And then it just went away. I don't know at what point. But then I started hanging out with the people in my regular house for and made very good friends. In fact, the story I told on this podcast a couple weeks ago about pretending to break in, that was uh, to a, a room that was back in my my old haunt. And I did make very good friends once I did well, settle into the fourth floor. I also made some some friends, but after a new set of friends, a completely new yeah. set of friends after this first set of friends. And they were much more kind of, yeah, people just sort of hung out and didn't, and were more suburban, actually. Yeah, but, that would be a great name for something. I mean, first friends. First friends, I yeah. Mean, it really is a whole thing I've never heard it referred to, and it really is a whole different thing. Uh, it's a no, different advantage. Uh, that whole thing of the, of the, you know, when you first come play, come to a place, you know, you first move to a place, or you go to college, uh, and you don't have any, well, you don't have any friends. Like even a know. job too, uh, you know, starting right. a job, and maybe yeah. you start hanging out with someone who ultimately you won't. Yeah, be. new job, exactly. Yeah. You, you hang out with the first person you hang out with is probably not going to be the person you're going to hang out with yeah. on a permanent basis, but you still hang out and you still give it a try. You know, give it the college try, and 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 uh, you know, and, hey, this guy's is okay. Oh, this was kind of fun drinking beer with you know. Yeah. And you you tell yourself things, uh, uh, or else you just get lost in their world, and you become part of their world and realize, oh my God, what have I done? Yeah, uh, I I, just, uh, I, I have to say, I miss land. I miss having you know. You've worked on many shows, with other yeah. people in writers' rooms, and all that. And I've had that experience a little bit, certainly in my copywriting days at Macy's and Abraham Strauss, and when I you know, things about doing the warm up for the Letterman show. I mean, it was a very brief few hours a day and there was a little sense of, you know, being part of something larger than myself. Yeah. Well, obviously everything was larger than myself doing <laughs> that show, but, and they made me remember that, but uh, it's still, I missed that. And it was, seems like just so much fun. My first job and being a copywriter and going to lunch. And there was a woman who worked, worked in my office. She was another copywriter and I was 21. She was 30 and it just seemed so much older and uh, at the time, and then lunch was so exciting and going out after work was so exciting. I really, I, I envy those in the workaday world and who go, hey, who use all those expressions like hump day, TGIF, all of that. I, I mean, you're like, those what, words. It, it, people who just can't wait to stop working. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know exactly. I mean, I'm glad I, I don't feel the way, but I, in a way I miss right. that kind of world. But it is true. The whole idea of hump day and, and, and TGIF, I mean... And I don't mean to just keep getting back to our theme, and because I don't 
you know, that's, you know, not necessary in this podcast to uh, constantly return to the, the original theme. But I do wonder if, uh, if astronauts, uh, you know, talk about, oh, hump day, hump day's coming. You know, like, if, do, is there a Wednesday for the astronauts in the space station? Do they go, uh, oh, TGIF, huh? You know? I well, mean, they need a day. I think everyone needs a day off, even if you're up in space. Uh, and it could wait. You know, and I hope that they do. And uh, I mean, there was they, somebody they, they, they I, like, oh, yeah. boy, I can't wait to get out of the space station. Get, get, you know, I mean, like, do they treat it like a job? And uh, um, well, you know, like, 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 because that's what that whole hump day thing is all about. It's, yeah. Well, it's, I'm, I'm, we're lucky that we've always done pursue what we want to do. And, and, and you know, it's obviously ups and downs with that. But the fact that we've never had. Uh, you know, big jobs where it's like, oh, can't get, you know, when, only Wednesday. <laughs> Wednesday, oh, well, can you believe it? When's it going to be Friday? Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, I used to run into this guy in the elevator, very nice guy in my when I lived in Scarsdale. And every time we talked, it was the same thing. I get in, whatever the day was, it was going like halfway through. There was nothing else. So just hump <laughs> day, almost there. Ooh, this is slow, going slow. I mean, like, what, like, you know, uh, where did he work? No, what was it? Yeah, I think that's most working people. Yeah. I learned recently, to my shock, that only twenty percent of people in the world have careers, like a career, like a comedy career, or a writing career, or a law, or medicine, yeah, or or astronaut. Right? Only twenty percent. The rest of the people, it's all well. Hump days coming out. Yeah, another another. Just uh, you know, I can I can. Thursday, it's just one more day to Friday. It's everybody's waiting to stop. All, yeah, eight, almost five o'clock. Yeah, almost. A, it's eighty percent of the people. Wow. That's that's their life. Yeah. Well, uh, and again, some. I mean, and and, and, yeah. and 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 yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know exactly. It's, it sounds that sounds like that's a provocative statement. That is a lot. I you assume to be more with actual careers and, and what, what is a career? Uh, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I, I, Actually, I thought there were careers enough for everybody. <laughs> you would think. Well, I guess it depends. You don't look at it that way, I guess. But it does sound great in these plays. You know, the, the marvelous, uh, I guess, Lanford Wilson or people, you know, just where you'd, you know, guys coming back from the factory and going out to drink. And, well, I got my paycheck. You know, I'm going to just spend it on drink. It seemed like a nice, I mean, not a probably a smart thing to do, but it was a, a certain element. That's the upside of, of uh, that kind of job, I guess. Certain. You know, it's Friday, and let's really make it. Yeah, back. you know where you're going to be from a, on a day. But but you're right. Comics don't go. Oh boy, can't wait to get through this act that I'm doing <laughs> up here on stage right now. Yeah, yeah and you don't like go looking at your watch. Well, I can't wait to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, I, while you're while you're doing your act, you never. Yeah, there were, I think there's a couple maybe people we know who might have said that. I mean, there always were the comics who would never get off even when they got the light. And, you know, you're supposed to wrap it up. And there were oh. a couple of legendary ones. And, you know, That's literally I worked illegal. with one oh. once where they started stacking the chairs up, you know, on the late show on a Saturday and he was still on. And I, I'd say I'm one of those <laughs> Wait, comedians who... The, they were shutting down. Well, they, they really were like, yeah, we got to leave. And he kept going. And I, I would say I love performing, but if I had to do 45 and they gave me a light at 43, I'm... Um, probably going to go off right around 45 you know well, I'm by, you're up. that kind of guy i think i mean i enjoyed I, I it but uh you know just going by i mean maybe 47 but uh not not an hour not an hour 10 and no. not, you know when's he getting off you have never as far as i know 
No one has ever said of you that Scott Blakeman, he stayed on until people stacked the chairs. They never no, used that expression on no, it. Never, I'm not a chair stacker-upper comic. Uh, kind of comic. Yeah. He stayed on the stage way past his the, the uh, light. Yeah, no, that uh, they would never say. And, and... No, they never say that about you. But, Scotty, it is. But the other thing is, it's a job. It, it You know, you really brought up an interesting point about how normal, you know, a lot of people, their whole their whole motivation is getting past the work part of their week, right? Yeah. And, and and their day, it's just getting there, getting through there. We can do it. And with comics, you're never like it, for for one thing, your weekends are entirely comedy, right? Right. Yeah. Or mostly, mostly. you're always going against the grain, and and you yeah. want. I mean, same thing. Anything in the arts. You want the phone to ring. You want to get a thing. You want someone to say, hey, can you do this? And in work, it's like, oh, I can get off early today. And again, not putting that down. It's that people work hard, but it's a different thing. We want more work. You know, we want, you want more work. Yeah, exactly right. Complain. It's like, yeah, it's really slow. It's a slow week. Yeah, nothing much going on. That, you know, so yeah. it's the opposite. It's a so completely it's different. different world. Yeah. And I wonder if that's, I mean, certain. well, People who are uh, lawyers work so many hours, these corporate lawyers, and those guys have careers and they undoubtedly dream of of weekends. But but comics are so in like actors and singers are completely different. We have a completely different attitude toward our, our work. Yeah, hundred percent different from never talk about, well, getting closer to retirement. No, <laughs> never. You never go. I'm going to put in one more good show and I think that'll be it. Yeah. yeah. I'll write this one script and I think I'm going to pack it in. Yeah. Uh, no, you, know, you, you never know. stop wanting to advance your career. If you're a writer, I never, I can't imagine ever like I'm retired from writing. <laughs> I am not going to be writing anymore. Please stop asking me to write anything. Yes, yeah, okay? so I put it in and look, hey, you know, you get to a certain point and I want to enjoy life. I want to, you know, get to know my my wife and my family. You know, no one ever walks away from that, you know. No, no. They because they already know their wife and family all too well <laughs> And they know you all too well. And they, and, exactly. Yeah, there's nothing more but, to know. I love the idea too of uh um space pundit. Uh, you know, astronaut yeah. pundit that that I don't think that's ever we didn't really di uh, die take a deep dive. Well, into that, it's something that I've made. Forward, we, hasn't we been, yeah. Well, we can talk about it in the future. It's to be tapped into because, you know, we've done it from the Zoom, you know, from your living room. We've got that already. But how about up in space? And first how about a free time, as you said, you know, they do experiments. But this this time to kick back and we now go live. And with the technology, it can look as good as a Zoom call. Yeah. <laughs> So why not? And they're floating. That's some fun. Okay, what you're floating, and, and nobody asked even it, 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 your punditry doesn't have to relate to. Well, I mean, you would say, well, you know, because when a lot of times when they'll talk to pundits, they'll say, well, give us the 3,500 uh, you know, foot view or thirty-five thousand foot view of of the situation. Yeah, you've heard that. Like, what does it look like from thirty-five thousand feet? You know. Uh, meaning, do you have a broader perspective of it? And I honestly have heard that mm. said multiple times. Now, for astronaut, that would 3, be thirty-five hundred mile view. Is that? I, I was going to find out how many miles it is. I didn't really know how far away yeah. they are. I really don't it's know. Like a, I, probably at astronaut school, they'll tell you. Oh yeah, right in the beginning, and and maybe I could find it even before. I don't know. That would. <laughs> 
they try to get you in that way. But now, Tommy, this is, uh, I feel like, once again, we always say every show is a journey. And this one yeah. went past the Van Allen radiation belt <laughs> to outer space and back. And, uh, uh, and we didn't need I shake my head and, and marvel at, the, at the, uh, the trip we just took. Yeah. And, and uh, I, yeah. And totally I mean, uh, without the acid that your first friends had back in uh, no. uh, Wrigley Field. <laughs> at Wrigley Field. On opening day, yes. No, no, no. We're, we're it's p- drug free. We have launched ourselves into space. Oh yes, um, a, a, a kind of a conversational space. Well, I if guess. only more people who are thinking about taking drugs just listen to our podcast, and we'll take you higher than any <laughs> drug possibly could. And uh, that's right. But we we yeah, we launch into the Van Allen radiation belt of the mind, Scotty. Yes. And, and 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 for that, no drugs are are, are well, clearly. I mean, we just uh, you know we no. we prove it. No, they're so. not needed or wanted in any way. No. So, uh, well, Tommy, uh, uh, as one who always loved astronomy growing up, just to be in that world today is exhilarating. And I remain sincerely yours, Scott Blakeman. I'm always going to be Tom Saunders, and we're getting through this. <laughs>